Welcome to Riffs That Changed the World. I first want to start with a big thank you to everyone that's listened and welcome those that are just tuning in for the first time. If anything has been made clear over this past month or so is that there's a ton of content and the time we devote to it is precious. So, so thank you very much for spending a little bit of your time with me and my guests as we explore our collective passion music. So to that end, I wanted to let you know that we're into the hundreds, yeah, no, no, not a typo, of listeners and listens. So, um, wow, just wow, that is pretty amazing. So see above as to why uh, my uh, thank you is actually so heartfelt. So stay tuned at the end of the podcast for a special announcement regarding a Riffs That Changed the World website. Mm, pretty moving into the 21st century and a riffs that changed the world's social media presence begrudgingly uh, apologies for ruining the surprise but the top level message is this there will be one soon most importantly though our guest for the episode is leo shafton an 18 year old hell-bent on developing the next genre of music after our conversation i would say that my money is on leo as always, there's also a playlist that will surely help you discover what's beautiful in music. Leo goes deep and off the beaten path, and trust me, just follow it down to music discovery land. Let's get on with this thing, so here's Leo. All right, so today we welcome Leo Shafton to the stage at Riffs That Changed the World Studios. He's a lifelong friend via my younger son, and this summer, he too graduated from high school. Congrats to you, Leo. Nice work. And he is about Thank to embark on a career in, the, in performance and composing at the California Institute of the Arts in L.A. Now, it's not really L.A. It's Santa Clarita, right? Because that's no, where Magic Mountain it's, yeah. is. So that's <laughs> the more important part. <laughs> that's true. I'm closer to, I'd rather be closer to Magic Mountain than to, to the main part of L.A. So, so as I keep saying, the whole podcast, it's, it's about better understanding the how and the why we'll fall in love with music. In order to do that, you really need to talk to as broad a cross-section of people as possible. And it makes me really happy that I finally have the youth movement here. Now, no pressure, Leo. You're not a representative of the full demographic. I'm sure, that, I'm sure there's differentiation amongst other young people, but... I'm really, really happy that you're willing to talk to us about uh, your love of music and kind of get another data point out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. I, I've, I've listened to a lot, a lot of music, um, and I think that um, music's probably one of the, uh, the most significant things in my life because it's, you know, it's all I do always. Um, I love it so much endlessly, and um, I have a lot of friends that I also have made because of music. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. To yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's, let's put you to the test here <laughs> to that point. No, 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 no. But, <laughs> Sounds good. But is there something, let me, let me go to the generational thing and I know you can only speak for yourself, but yeah. just give a thought as to others that might be in your circumstance. So your generation, you have access to any damn song you want. Every single one now. Right. Like if I want to hear it, you hear it now. Yeah. We heard Billy talk about it last week. He said he bought an album. Sight unseen, didn't know what anything was on it, just bought it and put it on the record player and first heard the song the first time. That's crazy talk. Like, that's just not happening, right? Yeah. yeah so so yeah. you got that. Plus, on the creation side, you have every tool in the world. Like, it's hard not to make something musical. It's You know, it may not be great, yep. but it, it sounds yep. pretty damn good. So do you think that changes 
uh, your generations, or let me, you could talk about you and then maybe extrapolate to your generation's view of music. Like how important is music, how you perceive it? Does it matter that you can have access to everything in the world? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a, a massive, massive change. I think that streaming platforms are a, I mean, they changed the entirety of what music is. Um, and because it's so accessible, um, I think that a lot of people actually don't, you know, they don't, like you were saying, they don't kind of, um, when, when you buy a record, I guess, I think there's a certain appreciation that you have um, when you listen to it because it's so much more significant than just like when it's in a sea of, um, of all the music ever. And it's so much easier to find things that I feel like um, they kind of connect with you personally instead of kind of just acting as like uh, ear yeah, candy like, almost, like a, I always which I feel like is a like lot a of clearinghouse. Like it's just like a right, warehouse right. full of just candy that's out there. You could pull into, yeah, and it takes exactly. a little bit of something to kind of dig in and say, well, wait, maybe it's not that top level. I'm just curious. You think that's to get through that. You right. have to kind of get through that now. Right, right. I totally agree. And I think a lot of, um, unfortunately, a lot of young people too are, I think they're kind of, um, they're kind of sheltered from, from re I don't want to say real music because I think that a lot of what they're listening to is real music and there is appeal. But I, I want to say, I, I would say that there's a lot more soul and effort um, that goes into the music that I, I think is not as popular amongst young people yeah. these days. Um, however, you know, at the same time, I think that because it's so accessible and like you were saying, it's so easy for everybody to, you know, just have on their computer, you know, just whatever they need to make music of any kind. I think there is um, there's a lot of positive with that too because you know if everybody has the ability to to create music, then whether or not you know there's so much more candy in this warehouse that just doesn't <laughs> right. taste as good, there's still gonna be the really right. good stuff, the really sweet and, candy, and, and, you know. And finding um, it though, and, I mean, you th you think because they do slice and dice, they do tags, they do this, blah blah blah, that it would be easier to find. But I, I find myself devaluing a lot of music because it's so easy to find. And it's just sad because there's yeah. really good yeah. music out there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. that that's, that's actually something I've thought about a lot. Um, I think that, that even though it is really nice, we can listen to you know, all our music everywhere. I think that's, um, that's one of the reasons that it's important to me. When you, when you really, really like something or when there's you know, an album that specifically reaches out to you, I think it's mm -hmm. important to... Well, not important, but I guess it's it's significant when you get that album in person. You really buy the record, you get the CD, um, you know, or something. It just means more to you. I feel like it, there's it's just different, um, and I think that that's a, a really significant you know difference between. Well, streaming maybe it's and, worth talking and, about your personal journey with it in the yeah. effect that uh, you know those streaming services. I started doing that stuff in early two thousand, and and I know when you were born. Right. So right. it was before that. So so you had access to that stuff. So when you were growing up. Right. Did you right. have the streaming services and everything? And do you remember that? So, so I actually, I remember um, a lot of, a lot of what I listened to when I was really, you know, kind of starting to listen to it was actually on mm. YouTube um, because I didn't, you know, at the time I didn't have a streaming service um, that I was, you know, my parents wouldn't pay for the, you know, my own account. All right, we'll have um, a so eventually I got Spotify. <laughs> um, yeah, right. But um, well, I did, I did listen though. to you a lot of, <laughs> right. Well, right, right, right. You know, eventually I got, I got to a point where um, I realized how, how much I loved it. And I think, um, I think once I got to a point where I realized I wanted it, you know, to be 
everything to me. Um, I think that's when I started, you know, really, really listening to a lot of music. And I, I have a, a bunch of CDs now, a bunch of vinyls, a collection. Um, and I think that, you know, that was a, a slow evolution for sure. Um, and I, I probably, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't listening to music in a way that I think was truly appreciating it until mm -hmm. more recently. Um, so I think probably, yeah, no, I, I think I actually was affected by, um, by the streaming services too. Meaning um, you were able I think to, when so I was, YouTube obviously is quasi streaming service in the effect you could type anything in right, and you probably right. would find it. Yeah, exactly. Versus exactly. streaming service, right. you didn't have to do anything, it would just shove it down your throat and you right. got it, right? <laughs> exactly, and so, exactly. And the... Yeah. Uh, well, so I, I was going to say the, um, with YouTube, you know, when you're like, you were just saying you can search and yeah. find anything. What you can't really do is, um, is find things that you will, you will like based on things that you have liked in the past. Um, it's awful for finding new music. That's, that's a so great for so long, point. I guess I, think I was, that's a great point because it's, you know, right. when you look at the views, the suggestions, the, the algorithm, what it's telling you, it's more of the same. Right. It's all the big players. Exactly. And so to separate, it, right, it almost right. predestines some of these things to just get bigger and bigger, because why would you ever look below the line after that? Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I 100 percent agree. Um, and that's 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 pretty much where I think, you know, the streaming services problems all mm. kind of stem from. Um, like everything about it, because it's, you know, when you're at the, the, the candy yeah. warehouse and you find something you really like, a lot of the time it's just going to throw, you know, whatever the big name is, like you were saying, like next, like that's just, so, you know, in, in that genre or in whatever. And I think, um, I think that's not, I think what people really, really find they connect with about songs is all those little things that Spotify can't tell, you know, they can't see the, uh, okay. the patterns. I want to go down this path because I think you've hit on something unbelievable, which is, is there room for a service that truly curates as opposed to shoves music, right? And then, that's, right, that's and so the question. algorithm is one thing. Well, I listen to this, therefore I like this, whatever else. That's not, that's just cursory level stuff here we're talking really gets down listening party level you know what i mean where you're where you're buying right, stuff right right but right right let's let's leave that to a second thing because i think let's leave a, that as a hanging yeah. chad but i want to go to sure. your experience so so let's go back to yeah. the first time when you remember music was was a going to be a powerful force in your life and this was it so yeah and in a song that triggered it if you have one yeah yeah so there, there are a lot that have reassured me again and again, you know, what, Giving you confidence. what it is that I want to be doing. Right, exactly. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll kind of be not thinking about it for a little while, and then you'll hear this new song that just completely blows you away, and you just realize, like, wow, like, this is, this is what I want to do. And, um, but, but the first time that that ever happened to me, I was, um, I was around eight years old, and um, I, remember, I remember vividly um, listening to... Uh, Bizarre hey, Love Triangle by New Order. Order. Yeah, I know it's a yeah, I know it's it's a classic. Um, I remember that because um, it was a we were we were having a party at our house actually, and a bunch of family friends were there. And um, after dinner, I remember my mom went upstairs to to set up a uh, a projector on top of um or that was just kind of sitting on like the bed, and that was you know at the time that was super comfortable. It was like you're you get to watch you know a movie on a bed, and I just absolutely as a kid everything's yeah. so significant so i think like you know that already was so amazing and once the uh the movie was over 
she put on you know YouTube, which is which is funny because that's where I started watching um, or listening to music, and um, she put on random music videos, and there it came, you know, just randomly. And I remember at first I was uh, I was captured by the mm. video itself because the video for that that song is mm-hmm. super weird. Um, but then the moment that you know you're you're almost a, a minute in. And you hear the uh, the strings come in, and it's like, wait, what's about to happen? Is you know, and then, bam! All the synths hit. The drums are the classic '80s drums. I mean, it's just one amazing sound. And I just remember like being transported into that that like world of sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and just sitting there. And at the time, the movie was over, so everyone was kind of like heading downstairs, and like I was just laying there, completely engulfed in whatever, you know, this sound. And I was only eight years old. Um, and at the time, you know, I don't get me wrong. It was amazing, but I didn't really realize how significant that was to me. Well, and then, and, and, you know, real, here I yeah, am no, years sure. later. And here's a question. I, I, I don't know what your, your parents' musical preferences are or not. Here's the question. Yeah. Had you heard that song before you think? No, well, no, I hadn't at all. No. I hadn't listened to, to much music in general. I mean, I'm sh- maybe, you know, like in right. the car sometime yeah. that I can't remember. But, um, you know, at the time, like it was the first time that I remember hearing it. Yeah, that, that's um, always amazing because you never know. Because there's sometimes when you hear a song and you're a kid and you're doing your thing and then all of a sudden, boom, that was it. You know, that's the version right. of it that you right, remember right. for the rest of your life or not. Yeah. Versus those times when you like never heard anything and all of a sudden it jumps out at you and bites you. So... Yeah, I, I remember yeah. that song. I, I, thank you for, for talking about that song because well, I, I get to play it, which is exciting. Um, uh, <laughs> but I, I remember that was the first time I learned that a drum machine existed. I, I didn't. My yep. dad said, oh, all these drum machines, they're ruining music and whatever else. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're all drums. It's just drums. Yeah, whatever it's else. so then, good. Then, then you listen back <laughs> yeah, and you go, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a drum machine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, you oh, can very tell. Much. It's that distinct. That was like very yeah. distinct. But... <laughs> Yeah, but even even if it's you know even if it's super obvious, it just oh it's fits, it's, it's in my perfect. opinion like it just I mean, works. It's, it's yeah. exactly perfect it's just with amazing, respect yeah. to the beat and whatnot. So hey, let's uh, cut yeah, over yeah. to that and then we'll come back after that and we'll talk about something else. See it. Yeah, sounds good. This is the non-Spotify version, so unfortunately, no music. I know you want to hear bizarre love triangle, so you could do it by either going to riftsthatchangetheworld.com and getting a link. Or listening to the Spotify version of this podcast. Thanks. All right. So uh, we both had to take a little break because Bizarre Love Triangle gave us a workout. I always feel like I have to do some like push-ups or something. <laughs> it always I got, does. I got it. There's a lot of energy in that song. Let's just say we were it also is. talking about some of the different uh, musical uh, techniques, uh, instrumental techniques and, and synth techniques that they used. And it's also just... Uh, uh, this is not to give people school. It's just interesting to see where it came from with respect to the dark version, with respect to Joy Division, and how you could take a lot of those same type of instrumental elements and convert them to maybe a major chord as opposed to a minor chord, and then and really uplift them and, and give them kind of uh, higher octaves off of these things. And it's just like, oh my goodness. I mean, they have a twofer, really. This, the, the, those two bands are just yeah. like the other side of the coin, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they're they're very they're very they're kind of um, opposites, but they they both do it so well. It's so cool. So, so let's let, let's talk about uh, Cal Arts, and I, I want to kind of talk about this dichotomy yeah. between the fact that you're going to store study performance and composition. And um, you know, I I played with a lot of music. I enjoy a lot of music. It's great. 
And um, I always had this debate with my dad. Uh, he loves music, it's great, but he's, he's more of a performance guy. So he sees sheet music and wants to nail the sheet music and whatever else, and let, that's mastery thing. And I, I was always, you know, when I wanted to play as extemporaneous and I wanted to just, you know, flow and see what was going and create, and I always loved the composition side. And I always loved the full song as opposed to kind of an element of the full song. But I love that you're doing right. both. So you obviously love both sides. So talk to me about uh, the performance side. Uh, talk about how you view that. Yeah, so, um, well, I, I, I mean, one of my absolute dreams and something that I've imagined all, you know, constantly my entire life is just me being on the <laughs> stage and shredding the craziest guitar solo anybody's ever Okay, so you want to be a guitar god. Um, <laughs> well, so, so yes, um, I would say, although, you know, with that being said, I actually probably lean on the composer side of things uh, more, too, um, because I agree, I, I think that, you know, when it comes to what actually has truly affected me, um, it's not those, I mean, those, those people with guitars have surely affected me, but, um, but it's more the, the songs that have been meticulously or not even meticulously, but just, you know, thought out and, um, and made to be one piece. Um, I love things that are made of, you know, a million layers. Um, I love stuff like that, but, um, I would say, you know, I think confidently that to really make a difference, I think what I want to do is, is you know, use those both sides. I want to, I want to absolutely, you know, dedicate myself to being able to do, to do both, you know, to, to come up with these full compositions that I'm really proud of, but also to be able to play them in a live setting, you know, with a, a band or with, you know, however so, many so, people. Let's go into um, the double click onto the performance side. So, so right, if okay. you're going, do you enjoy saying, okay, that's a song. I really like that song. I want to play that song. I'll sit here for hours figuring that shit out until I play that song. Would you? Is that some? So I'm not. I'm not big on the yeah. the hours spent to to learn something. That's for sure. Um, I actually I, I'm really awful at reading sheet music. Tab. Truly just terrible. Which is something that. Um, we, sure. Yeah. It's yeah. easier for me to do tab. But even tab. You know, when when I get to when I get to Cal Arts, I need to kind of work on my my sheet yep. music um, or my my notation you know reading ability um, but uh, with that said like I would say what right now what w the way I look at it is that I if I just get so good that it doesn't take me long <laughs> no, to, to learn those songs right, then I'll right. Be okay. and I always I went so, that uh, way too there's two ways of doing it because my father was just just to juxtapose it's like stupidly good at reading sheet music. I mean, just stupidly good. Just close your eyes and do right, it. Right. Versus I went the other way, then, music yeah. theory. Okay, if I know how it's built yeah, right. and I can create it, then I can kind of get there type of thing. It's exactly, never as yeah. good as being able to just knock it out note for note off of the thing, only, only because it's more about we're talking perfection as opposed to really good, you know? Right. But, but yeah, right. I'm, I, I'm with you. I, 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 the hours of just putting it on a, on a loop and listening over and over is kind of a little bit of drudgery. Is yeah, that's why. Yeah, I think that part of why I want to do music so bad is because um, I think I've seen my own potential, and I think the reason that I say that is because I I think about music very differently than the average okay. person, and and I would say the the reason that I that I you know just kind of like throw that out there is because I think a lot of people they do lean on the side of they just kind of want to spend as much time as they can so that they can learn something like that. And um, and on my side of things, I just love it so much that I want to do whatever it yeah. is that that I think is the you know the most fun thing to be doing at the time, the most meaningful thing to me. 
Um, and I think that if you just dedicate yourself to that, I think that's how, you know, your own art comes out. I think that's how, and that's my goal is, is not, I don't want, you know, I, throughout my time as a musician, I want to cover people. I want to play these, you know, other songs, but my ultimate goal is to create my own universe in sound, you know, like to, to fully create, um, a soup of, of all these different kind of materials, um, and, you know, make something cohesive. And we've, we've, we've talked about it a little bit on the side, but, but, uh, I know you play guitar. I know that, but do you other play other instruments? I see a keyboard behind you. Are you playing play Martin? Yeah. So, um, not as much. I, um, I'm, I'm okay at, uh, at some other instruments, but when I get to Cal arts, my, uh, I'm going to try and become a full multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to do, you know, kind of all the majority of, um, of what I would want in my song. So of course, I mean, I know a little bit of bass, but that's, you know, I mean, it's, it, as long as you know the, the notes that you're playing, it's not too different besides, um, besides like little technique stuff to, to guitar. Um, but then, you know, keys, I would, I would love to become good at keys, drums. Um, I think that I, I have a decent foundation of, you know, like rhythm and, um, and just general note choice, knowledge, musical knowledge. Um, so I think, that I eventually will will want to be doing as much okay, as I can. Okay, so right after this, we'll go to the song. But what what, what I really like, because <laughs> what you did is is exactly what I want people to hear. There is no end to music. You can come at it any oh, no. single way you want to, and there's no reason yeah, why it's, it's better to do one versus another because it's your journey and you can go explore. Now, there's value in each of those things, and each of those adds to the value in total. But you could you could do a lot of things and become an expert at them and that could be it, right? But you don't know anything else. I mean, yeah, plenty of yeah. people don't know, how to, don't know notation or note rating. Plenty of people don't know musical theory, don't know how to sing. I would say that would be the one suggestion right. I would have for you with my work is you got to know how to sing. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, of course. That's, that, one that's of the other, a big one. You know, but, significant but let's goals. go back to your, your performance piece. So uh, give me a song that just kind of epitomizes the performance to you or, or just really gets you electric with your performance. Yeah. So um, there's actually one that's going to be on this list, um, and it's uh, it's this song by UFO called Rock Bottom. You got me, see, um, you, you wanted has, to get me in that about knowing, not knowing something, yeah, so I don't know it, so I will definitely yeah. listen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm super excited for you to listen because it actually, you know, it's one of those songs that I think when I listened to it completely upped my, my standard for guitar, um, and I just absolutely, I mean, I adore that song um, because it kind of, at the beginning, it throws you in with this, well, I guess I can talk about it more later, but the um, it's got an amazing guitar riff that just gets you straight into it, and then it sounds like kind of a generic rock song, but then it just catapults you straight into one of the craziest guitar solos ever. And so um, in my room, you know, I, m many times I've listened to that song with my guitar in my hands acting like I was, you know, the, the guitar player, like just messing around as it goes. Uh, making the uh, the worst guitar bases in the world. You know. <laughs> well, it all comes with it, right? You have to have both. <laughs> right, of course, of course. No, I'm, and it's perfect. I love those horrible guitar and bases. So, and so how, where were you on the journey when you heard this song relative to your performance work? So actually, this is a, a more recent find, probably around maybe, you know, eight-ish months ago um, was when I first heard this song. I, I really like the um, the album that it's on, but I would say that, I, I, you know, of course, there's the the classics when you're listening to guitar solos. Like, there's the um, and, and I'm comparing this. You know, there's a million different kind of solos, but I'm comparing this because I feel like it sort of is similar. But um, there's the really, really popular Freebird right. solo. Everybody Jamie knows Freebird. I think 
Right. So, and that's, you know, just a million different crazy techniques. He's just going, you know, wild. And um, I think that is similarly kind of what the feeling that I got mm. from this song, um, except I think this was so much, you know, to me, it's so much more significant. Um, and I just absolutely, I absolutely adore that song. But uh, around eight months ago, I think that was when um, I started really, really realizing how you know, endless it is when you can really come up with anything. So here's what I got to ask guitarist to guitarist. Do you ever get depressed listening to some of these people? About? Because they're so oh, stupidly Oh gosh, yeah, good. of course, because yeah. it's a level like, you I'm never na- think I'm you're going to get to. I mean, you, of course. You're, you're, depends on how where you go, but I've already oh given my gosh, up the ghost yeah. on a lot of this stuff. And it's just, <laughs> right. it's not depressed is not the right term, but it doesn't feel great. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because, yeah, no, no matter what, there's always yeah. somebody that's going to be And here, here's the there's difference. I've been at it for 30 years, and I'm still not getting there. So I don't know what, and these guys are like, three, five years in. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, well, exactly. That's what's so absurd is, you know, the new players yeah. that are just hitting you with something. I mean, all those, you know, modern Instagram guitar yeah. players. That I think are they're doing faking it. Absurd I think they're things. lying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's some, something's, something's not right. That's for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right, really let me strange. listen to UFO. But, um, I'm going to listen to a few yeah. minutes before we talk on this next one. Uh, here's UFO, and yeah, what was something. the name? Rock Bottom. Rock Bottom. This is the uh, non-Spotify version, so you need to hear the music. Go to riffsthatchangetheworld.com or listen to the Spotify version. All right, we're back with Leo. We have just rocked hard, 70s style. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I hadn't heard that song, but it's... It, uh, it, <laughs> Unfortunately, we had to pause a little while. I had to break out the guitar. We, we, we did a jam session here. <laughs> we're ready to go. So now we're back at it. But now, now we're into the, uh, the composition side. We talked a, a little bit about it as we were talking about performance. But I, I really want to hear about, uh, gosh, I don't remember exactly how you said it, your, your universe of sound uh, or, or oh, just yeah. kind of maybe what you hear in your head and what it is that you want oh, yeah, to say yeah. musically. And why composition's the way to Yeah, so, it. right. So I, I would say that um, that's realistically one of my, uh, my biggest, the, the reason that I'm kind of making music or wanting to make music is because of what I hear in my head. And I, I know that there are these songs that are truly, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to say revolutionary, but that haven't been made before, you know, something that's completely unique. And um, if I could get it out there, then that, I mean, that's my dream, realistically. Um, so what I hear in my head I mean, I hear a super, I would say, a super modern kind of um, take on things where I step back and I use a lot of what I think makes classic music so incredibly important, and I still make it extremely modern with, with the sounds that I'm choosing. And I think that um, a lot of you know what's going on right now is um, there's almost, I don't want to say that music's stale because it's never stale, but I would say that right now maybe it's not as, um, it's not as, I wouldn't say it's as creative as it used to. Well, that's not true. It's very creative. Um, Leo's going to have a lot of people actual... waiting for him in the uh, men's room when he goes to school. <laughs> what do you mean, buddy boy? <laughs> I mean, it's not creative. I can't believe you. No, and, um, uh, I would say I would say that there's a lot of, of music right now that is focused purely on the sounds and not as much the composition. And I think that a lot of a lot of what is you know is actually happening in the music industry is it kind of lacks the, uh, the I guess, the work that, that needed to be put in um, for older music. 
And I think what I want to do is I want to get all those modern sounds. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to completely change what, um, what it is that, that, you know, your ears are actually receiving, but I also want to make it really well written. I want to make it like a story. I want to make, you know, I want to make it change. I want to make it work like an, you know, like some of my favorite old albums. Have you started Um, writing stuff yet? Yeah. So I have, but um, a lot of my my ins- or my inspirations right now are um, are pretty you know guitar and vocal based. So singer songwritery um, kind of stuff, which I absolutely love. But my, my kind of yeah. end goal for what I want to create is that singer songwriter stuff, but covered up by some unbelievable you know electric rock ballad that's like you know crazy sounds synths whatever but also my guitar and you know everything I want layers and layers um and I want you know it to just be kind of everything but in a a yeah so so a couple points I want to pull out because I think it's it's really fascinating a I think any person that wants to dedicate themselves to music in the way you're about to and have frankly uh, needs to have that spirit, right? Because you have to have something to say. Otherwise, what's the point? Right, right. I, I mean, it could be a session right, musician right. and just basically want to play. I, I don't think there's a single session musician that just wants to be a session musician. They have their own project. But, no. Oh, gosh, But, no, but yeah. the second piece is a little more timely, and you, I don't know if you've seen this. There's, um, there's this thing on Hulu that came out. It's called Trap Jazz, and I was watching some of this, and, it, and it's basically very, very, very impressive musicians wanting to redefine a musical genre and it's a mashup right. of a hip hopian type of thing with traditional jazz. And so right, kind of right. that's kind of creating new genre per se. What I'm hearing you saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is it, it could be that, but it's more like an updating, you know, with a reinvigorating of some of these styles with some of the modern uh tendencies exactly. or abilities yeah. or whatever else. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it actually. That's a perfect way because that's exactly yeah. what I want to do. So, you know, not not um not specifically with trap yeah, no, and fair, jazz, fair. but like for example, right, well, well jazz yeah. I love. So, jazz is something that I'm going to as much as I can. I want to I want to kind of learn hole all if you the... do that, buddy. We'll never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I well, gosh, I'll tell you that all that that theory gets intimidating yeah. at some point. But keep but, going, um, sorry. But I will yeah, no, but so I would say that um, really it is literally that, but just with different genres basically is what I want to do. You know, I want to I want to incorporate jazz and rock psychedelic rock elements in um, in whatever it is that I'm creating. You know, but I also want it to be like I was saying, singer songwriter. I want to be lyrics based. I do I do really want um, a lot of what I do to be vocals yeah. too, um, which I I don't know why I you know I wasn't talking about as much. I guess. The reason is because probably I'm not as good yet at I as you know I'd like to be um, with singing, and um, there's a long a long road that I'm gonna go down to get to yeah. a point that I'm really happy with it. Um, but some of my favorite music ever is you know because well I get, actually this is a good way to look at it. I'd say a lot of my favorite music there's a specific element that I love about what that is. That I think I that I think I want to take that element, and then I want to take another element yeah. from a different song that I think is what makes that song, and then I want to take this element from another one, and then I want to just kind of create one big song where every element is something yeah. notable, where everything is you know there's it's more than just what it, you know like a sound it's an emotion it's it's a feeling it's a place it's you know an experience, 
Um, but yeah, that's that's no. My... I, I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's really beautiful. And I, 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 I mean, I, I don't, I don't. There's no reason to to debate you on this or push back because I think you need to see where that can go. Um, I, I, the only thing I would say is just music is all about contrast, uh, you know, and right. so, but it, right, there's course. beauty in the contrast, both in the light and the dark and all this other stuff. So, so it's, I, I think you, you pull all the, you say, Hey, I love these elements, pull all these elements together and see how they work and then make them work together. Cause you got to make it right, as a whole, right. you know? Yeah. Of so course, so right. let's go to that to the to the to the music. So uh, when you yeah. think of composition or you think of creation, uh, what, how, what what song sticks out for you? Um, I would say uh, when I think of do you, out of out of the songs that I that I picked today, I would say probably um, maybe you know I I didn't pick two <laughs> two compositiony songs, but I would say maybe um, Ten Years oh, Gone, geez, which is Zeppelin, just a Led yeah. Zeppelin song. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's not like, um, when, when I think composition, truthfully, I think a lot of, you know, the, the more like instrumental stuff that Mm. I listen to, that's going to be just kind of like, you know, a couple, maybe, you know, more instruments, but all kind of organized, um, you know, to become one piece. Versus like a singer songwriter type of thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I'd but also, you know, there's some, for example, this, um, this band that I absolutely love right now called King Gizzard and the Lizard (laughs) Wizard. Super amazing name, right. um, and in that band is just unbelievable. You know, when it comes to what they compose, the songs that they write can be—I mean, up to like twenty minutes. You know, of just them playing the exact same thing. Like, you know, they know what it is. It's not—it's not like um, you know, somewhat similar. It's—it's it's perfect note for well, note. So maybe, and, um, maybe we use that. I mean, well, tell me—is that song? Would you look at that and look at that song and say, "Hey, that that's something that I wish I would have created." Like I, yeah. oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but you know, at the same time, I wouldn't say that that's one of those songs that like I would I would say I want as like, you know, once I'm if I if I were to ever just be done with music, which I'm never gonna be done with music. <laughs> Good luck with if, that. I, if I if I if <laughs> I right right if I if I were to you know ever be done with music. I would want that to be in my, my, or, or I, I wouldn't necessarily want that to be like the, the final kind of, you know, piece of it because it's not me. No, no, no. Sense. It makes it, that, I but think it, that's the point. Is it you? Right. So, right. So it's not right. But I, but I still, I, I love it so much for what it is, I, I, but I wouldn't agreed. say that I, I like that know. way of putting it because there's definitely stuff, tons of stuff that is amazing and I love. It's just not an extension of me. Right. And I'm with you. And there's certain other songs that are way more personal and way more part of you and said, oh, geez, you know. Exactly. So do you want to go to the 10 years gone or do you want to talk about that or how what impression or how did you think? about? Yeah, no, sure. um, Yeah. So I uh, I remember listening to this song when I was I was actually driving a bunch of my friends around Mm -hmm. in Berkeley um, and uh, and we were listening to the full album Physical Graffiti, which is a great album. Um, But this song specifically stuck out to me. Um, The reason is because. I, I remember, you know, listening and thinking, wow, these are kind of almost jazzy chords. How is this a I'm Led so Zeppelin song? I'm so glad you said that because like yeah, that's exactly right. So, right. You know, so all the, and I remember, you know, they, they go to this, this, um, this, I think it's just a C major seven at some point to resolve. And I just, I, I remember thinking like, I, I don't understand, like this isn't Led Zeppelin. This is nothing like any Led Zeppelin that I've ever heard. And then, you know, they 
right after those you know lush and um and pretty guitar chords it just goes straight into this you know awesome psychedelic rock riff that just gets you straight into it and you're just and it but it all feels so incredibly cohesive and like you were saying um one of the beauties of music is contrast and i think that's what this song does so well i think that it's so because it it goes from something so you know pretty and then it just it like hits you with all these layers of guitar that just come out of nowhere um and yeah, no, I, I think that it's a really special song because of yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I just will say two two sentences on this. I just think Led Zeppelin, I mean, they're stupidly good, whatever else. But yeah, of course. But like others, they introduced so many people to different styles of music they never thought they would listen to. Going back to the jazz right. type stuff, or I mean, did they did like a. a more on the the country side of things off of it deep blues right, right. straight up rock and they mixed and mashed all this stuff that, that's i think this is a good uh good uh, band to think about like how did they view all of those different elements and how do they bring them all together right. for what you're thinking about doing, exactly yeah all right so that's yeah. your 10 years gone and uh i think this is a wrap with leo we're gonna obviously see you over on the playlist side of things so thank you so much leo for your time yeah, of course. Thank you. This is the uh, non-Spotify version, so unfortunately no music here. You can hear it on Spotify directly uh, through the Spotify version, or you can go to the riftsthatchangetheworld.com website. I just wanted to pop in at the end of this uh, show <laughs> after Led Zeppelin. Thanks for the intro, guys. Um and talk about the social media slash uh, website presence. On the website side of things, I, I'm just about done. It's actually really cool looking. You can do it cheaply. And the URL is going to be riffs that change the world. How cool is that? Uh, the main challenge with a show like mine is the music licensing and the dollars associated with it. Obviously, everybody should be paid. and I don't have an issue with that whatsoever. Um, but the hard part is who has rights with what and the fact that it really is tied back to Spotify and their negotiation power to get folks to, to license music. That being said, at least all the episodes will be in one place. It'll be pretty. You'll be able to see stuff and you can press a button and uh, you'll get uh, go back to Spotify to actually listen to it. But at least it'll it'll show you everything that's happening uh, in one spot. So I'm super happy about that. On the social media presence, uh, less excited about that. Uh, I'm hoping a child of mine will be able to help. Uh, and uh, it, at least it'll be under that name. And there will be an easy way to get the latest and greatest uh, from Riffs That Changed the World. We got some actually very cool guests coming up soon. Uh, and we're going up the ladder. We're getting some very professional individuals that are involved in the music industry. So you get to hear a little on that. Anyway, thanks so much for a great show. Thank you, Leo, and I'll see you soon.